What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 60 of the Antler Up podcast. On today's episode, Dimitri and I are joined by Isaac Alamon Jr. Now, Isaac lives and works in Utah where he gets to go work on bows all day long at Black Rifle Coffee. And he's their bow tech where he gets hit the workers and veterans involved in archery and hunting. And we cover hunting stories, bow setups, and a heck of a lot more in this episode. We really had a great time chatting up with Isaac and we hope to do another one, not only again with him, but also include his dad on the, the next one. And just talk about family hunting and just uh hear them two banter back and forth because uh it's it's a good one when you get them going so isaac appreciate you coming on man and uh everybody else thank you so much for the support enjoy the episode and antler up and before we get into this episode i want to thank our partners over at america's best bowstrings now's the time to be checking over your gear whether you're shooting 3d getting ready for the uh 3d season here as a starting break in spring turkey season's coming up and obviously just get ready for hunting season next year because now's the time to get some new strings put on by america's best bow strings we use particularly the platinum series strings we love them we've been using them for three years plus now hand built in the usa manufactured for high quality custom bow strings since 2006 can't wait to share uh some new pictures with the bows down at miller shop currently as we speak Bryce and John Michael down there doing their thing. So excited to get them back. So check out America's best bowstrings.com. Also want to check out Onyx hunting app is the number one hunting app to download. And we talked about it last time, but one of our favorite features is that share feature. And obviously now with the snow finally melting here in central Pennsylvania, we'll be getting out, doing some scouting, checking for sheds and also getting ready for Turkey season. And when we do that, when we ever, we, pick a spot that we really, really like. We'll market it with a waypoint and obviously just share, Dimitri and I share them back and forth constantly wherever we're at, just to try to make sure we get all our areas covered for where we want to get into the next season. So check that out over at onyxmaps.com. And remember, if you sign up for an elite membership, you get the member uh, benefits were for Top Rut, Exo Mountain Gear, Vortex, and a heck of a lot more. So check out the number one hunting app, at onyxmaps.com and again want to thank our buddy shay butler who's making some custom crazy everyday knives and uh some hunting knives just an awesome individual dude never sleeps always grinding literally grinding and uh, man between his uh, creativity and quality materials uh the best best knives that you could get and uh the last of a lifetime awesome good stuff check out shaybutlerknives.com thank you so much for listening appreciate your love and support Enjoy this episode with Isaac Antler up. All right, everybody. So we're live and on the other line today, we have Isaac Aleman from, uh, where we're coming from, Isaac? Uh, coming from West Valley City, Utah. Nice, man. So you coming from the Utah state where we, uh, we got our asses kicked <laughs> <laughs> earlier this year, <laughs> chasing some mule deer, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's brutal up there sometimes, man. It gets, it gets. You know, it'll spit you up, it'll, it'll chew you up and then spit you out, man. That's, yeah, it's crazy. It well, dude, man, before we get into everything and what we want to talk about and, uh, you know, just before we went live and on air, we we just, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about yourself and, uh, you know, what, what your story is right now, like what you got going on, obviously working at Black Rifle Coffee now. And, you know, I, I love yeah. I love your story in particular. I thought thought it was pretty funny when I messaged you asking you coming on and you're like, you sure you want me or, or my dad? I was like, dude, man, yeah. you. <laughs> That's cool yeah, stuff. Man, I, all the time, like even uh, when I was working at Shills, like people would confuse me like, 
were you, like were you just on a podcast with the uh, gritty bowman or something like, no that's my dad man. that's, not me. that's my dad <laughs> that's funny shit man no, that's uh, that's good but go ahead man tell us a little bit about yeah. yourself and what's going on yeah um obviously my name is isaac you know um i'm part part of black rifle coffee i do most of the archery stuff like handle all the setups for bows um the owner there wants to get everyone into archery we're a big sponsor for total archery now yep and he hired me to get everyone pointed to the right direction when it comes to archery and we're getting a lot of first-time people you know um i used to i started off at shills um in san utah as a botech um but then evan hafer obviously um coached me from there gave us gave me a great opportunity to do what i do and yeah pretty much that's what i got going on but Nice. But I've been been doing archery about man, that's since I was six. <laughs> you know? Yep. So been been pretty much uh been going with my dad to the archery shop. Uh and his name was uh it's my uncle, go uh, Big G, you know, shout out to him. Uh you know, it's been it's been a wild ride, man. Yeah, you know, it's like lots to put into it. But yeah, I've just been a shop rat and just been around this my whole life. And now it's my passion, you yeah. know. And then, would you have thought? Would, would you have? Would you have yes. thought growing up that this is where you uh, were, would end up being? Like, or did you think you had some other plan? Uh, oh, in all honesty, man, I had. I thought I had other plans. Like, I, I was really big into sports. You know, I was football and track and field, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, obviously like chasing a college scholarship. You know. Yep. And by my senior year, I just really got burnt out. You know, and. I think what capped it off was 2017 went up, you know, um, my dad forgot his, uh, quiver of arrows, uh-huh. you know, and went up, uh, found this four by four sitting there, shot him and was by myself too. And pretty much lit the fire yeah. kind of thing, you know? And that's when I was like, okay, this is, I'm, I'm all in this, man. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is it right well, here. Like I, I know the feeling and it's like, nothing can ever beat it you know like yeah scoring a touchdown's cool friday nights you know or but this man yeah like all like nothing can beat the feeling pretty much so i'm gonna i'm putting a note right here because i want to get back to that buck story because that sounds like a pretty cool one with your dad yeah no for sure <laughs> with your yeah. dad leaving the arrows back at home and you just whacking one at priest that's <laughs> yeah. a, that's gotta be yeah, a good one was, uh, yeah, he the phone call too. That phone call is a good one. <laughs> that, usually those stories end badly, but that must be actually one that turned out pretty positive. Yeah. Oh, very. Yeah, very. Yeah. There's a there's a lot that goes into that story. Like it's a definitely a good bounce back situation, you know. Yeah. So. Well, no. What's really cool about Black Rifle Coffee, just because Dimitri and I we drink it religiously. Uh, I know. The one thing, my grandfather, he grew up in the military and he was a uh, uh, in the Navy in particular. That was his branch. And I, he, just some of the things I grew up with him, I lived with him actually when I was in high school. So kind of those important years, like my parents were divorced and my, you know, my dad on the dad's side, we grew up hunting and doing all the, all that fun things. And, you know, as you get older, you kind of 
for me it was it was a different situation like i still went hunting with my dad but it was it wasn't the like what dimitri grew up doing you know what i mean like it, it was instilled yeah. in him like for me it was but it, at times like i'd be i remember sitting in the stand i'm like okay when could i go see my girlfriend or when am i going to see my, <laughs> my buddies yeah. you know like just stupid young guy stuff at that point in time yeah um i mean I, like like you said i even have that like too when i was younger you know yeah. a little bit but the one thing my dad did make sure though like he made sure like we made it fun yeah. you know like nothing too pressured like that's that's the one thing that got me into this was making it fun you know like the last thing on our mind was hunting for yeah. a deer or an elk you know we yep. like we made fires you know and like go hunt for squirrels or grouse you know right you know it's just the fun stuff the little stuff you know and yeah. just take a walk in the woods man just taking mother nature yeah so. i do we i could so relate to that because that even just speaks to our trip from utah this past year like yes we we drove out there from pennsylvania like you know we drove straight through we took it was me it was dimitri and i and, oh, and, our, and our buddy tim we took uh yeah. we took shifts and we got there in 20 uh 28 hours probably yeah like 28 hours and we did it was awesome but at the same time man we had a blast like just as far yeah. as like we didn't put a pressure on ourselves just because we you know i guess it was that first year like now maybe going back another year or something like that we're going to put a little bit more pressure on us but oh yeah for sure i mean we made Dude, it that's fun a, that's another thing to touch up on is like it should like you should not be pressured at all you know that's what takes a lot like you know that's what make, like a lot of people stop doing it you know it's because they pressure themselves too much you yeah. know especially now with social media and just oh, yeah. like, you know, doing it for the gram and all that shit. It's just, yeah. it's unfortunate just because I feel like the one thing I think that's driving me crazy as of late is the people that are saying, Oh, there's no, or we know the fake people or we know this. And it's like, well, you're, you're kind of talking about yourself or, yeah. <laughs> or something yeah, like that. No, or, yeah, no kidding. You know, yeah, like, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, if you're, out there doing it you know yeah like that should, that's what matters because right. not a lot of people can go out hike what 10 miles a day put in the work like you know you're putting in the work but i mean it's just right place right time in the end you know yeah, like that's sure. how it is like even in utah you know it's like a lot of stock uh spot and stock hunting yeah. here you know and it's and it's definitely uh you know it's tough like it's a mind game you know and it's just you just got to stay positive you know and just get after it but i mean if it doesn't go through like doesn't go through you know and and when you look back at it it's, it's fun yeah you know it's just straight up fun well especially like, Man, that was awesome you know yeah. but yeah especially right now i mean hunter recruitment is way down and i know especially in our area here in pennsylvania a lot of these high school kids aren't even going out and hunting they're giving it up really early. So I don't know. I haven't talked to a lot of them that, that kind of gave it up, but I think they're getting the wrong perspective. I mean, if you watch YouTube videos or, you know, some of these influencers on social media and, and the, the perspective of shooting these big bucks all the time and, you yeah. know, they, they're going to go out there and especially in a low deer density area where we live, I mean, you're going to go out and maybe see a doe and two fawns at yeah. one, in one sit. And, and I think they kind of lose that, uh, mindset of, you know, when's the big buck coming, you know, where's this 150 yeah. class inch deer. And, and sometimes that's just not the case. And they kind of don't get that quite yet at that age. And that's going to really lose their interest pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's another thing too. And it's like, you know, I mean, 
like for instance like hush you know you know hush right yep, yep. yeah those are awesome awesome guys really good friends of the family you know um i think they do really good like i think a lot of like the younger generation should watch their stuff because they're not all about big or trophies you know yeah and i think that's one like they should definitely look into like for videos they just make it fun you yep. know like just get out there and just have like you know and just enjoy it you well, know like don't What's really cool too, Casey's bringing his kids involved, you know, because Casey has the kids for on his oh, side. Yeah. You know, his daughter just shot. She, oh, like yeah. she had a crazy year. From I have well, here's the thing: like now that hunting season's over, now's when I go back and binge watch like a ton of shows. There's only like one or two, you know, platforms that I watch like during the season, and then I save mm -hmm. some for like now because the season's over for us. But yeah, so Hush is actually one of them because they put out like 80 episodes anyway during their season. So it's like, well, I, I, I have time until turkey season starts for us. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, like, yeah, like Casey, like they're bringing in their kid. Like he's bringing in his kids. Like that's awesome. And yeah. knowing Casey personally, like he wants to make it fun, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's definitely like, even like, like for like fathers, like out there too, like just have fun, you know, yeah. just like make a fire, like enjoy it you know like throw some rocks or something you know like that's that's like what my my dad exactly did yeah and that's why i love doing what i do is because exactly because of that yeah now yeah. go ahead dimitri well that's what i was just gonna say my, my dad was telling me a story about this year hit one of his friends uh hunts in a small group uh during rifle season and there was a young young kid probably 13 or 14 and he was able to shoot basically any size buck being at that age and uh he shot a four point. I think it was like the first Saturday and he got up to the deer and, you know, you thinking it's his first buck, you'd be all excited and jumping up and down. And he actually was bummed out and all the, the guys in the group were like, you know, what's wrong. And he's like, Oh, it's not big enough. And, and we're like, what do you mean? And, and they actually were doing a good job of just be like, no, you know, it's your first buck mm -hmm. and this is great. And it doesn't matter the size. And this kid like did not get excited about it. That's crazy. You know? And I think again, going back to the social media, he's probably I just seen all these posts of, of the deer people are shooting and you know i think that's yeah. another another thing is people are afraid to post these smaller deer because they think they're going to kind of get shit on yeah. you know you know like oh yeah. you only shoot small deer you know but i mean you don't know that person's story or you know even if it's an adult maybe they've hunted 15 years and never got a deer you know and this is their first opportunity and they harvest one so yeah. i think yeah. before people you know we always have these trolls on the internet that you know don't know the backstory but they'll still kind of heckle people all the time yeah yeah and see you know i mean even with like killing like i know i've seen a guy i've actually helped out in shills first year ever and he actually killed a two-point like you know like forker you know yep. like nothing too crazy dude we were yeah. we were going after a spike when we came <laughs> yeah. out there you know we didn't care yeah. yeah see that's the thing you know and then he was like He's like, yeah, I don't want to post it though. I don't, I don't like trolls or anything. I'm like, man, like you got that off the Wasatch Front, you know. And Wasatch Front's tough with hikers, bikers, and hunters in general, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, that's an accomplishment itself. Like, if you harvest anything up in the Wasatch, like, like that's a trophy. Like, I, I don't, I don't even care what anyone else says. Like, that's just flat out trophy. I told him that, and he like. He took that and he's like, you know what? Like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, see, that's like, you got to look at it that, you know, yeah. and it's your first year too, man. It's not like you've been doing this for 20 or 30 plus years. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like people just like 
harvesting anything is a trophy, you exactly. know, like yep. dough, buck, like it's meat for the freezer, you know, it's awesome, natural, you know, protein, you know, and it's yeah. people miss that. They just don't like they care about the rack, which is cool, which is awesome when you get a big buck, you know. But I mean any anything with the horns, yep. you know, for me, you know, like anything with horns, like trophy all yeah, day. That's awesome. Know? No, that's that's all. That's good stuff, man. And I think to like kind of even rewind back to going back, like with Black Rifle, I love their model as far as like getting the veterans involved in archery and, and finding his skill. And um, oh yeah, you know, like I just love the fact that you know it's such a big part now of the company. You know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, man. It just seems like you got the perfect job. <laughs> I just, I was, yeah. sitting, I, I, honest to goodness, I'm 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 in health class today, and we had a two hour delay because we had snow. And I'm sitting there, and I was just like, you know, I'm just thinking about having you on tonight. And I was like, man, I'm like, that kid has the freaking life right now. I'm like, what an awesome, like, just yeah. go, works on bows, you know, shoots on bows. and I mean, Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's awesome. It's an awesome opportunity, you know. And I'm definitely, like, going to definitely put in work. I, like, I want to get people into archery, you yeah. know. And it's, bow hunting's on a, like, it's declining a little bit, you know. And I want to bring it back up i want to make people get into this like it's yeah. like it helped me it helped my dad you know yeah. especially like my dad during the like tough times with my little sister you know yeah. like that's he found that in 2005 while my little sister was in the hospital and look like look where he's at now he's working like for like big name industries you yeah. know almost like yeah how i don't know how many years it's been a long super long time <laughs> you know, like but Anyways, you know, it's, you know, art, like I said, like archery's like saved us, you know, like mm -hmm. bow hunting saved us, hunting saved us, you know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. And I just, that's why I'm passionate. Again, that's why I'm passionate about it too. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And, 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 and just the community itself too, you yeah. know, like people like coming together, helping us out, you know, like I've never seen anything like that too. Yeah. As well. So. Well, and Black Rifle, how big of a company it is, I mean, they could easily just be pretty selfish for themselves and, you know, make yeah. a lot of money with this company, but they, they want to give back. And, you know, especially for myself, being in healthcare, I really know how a lot of the veterans really get shit on, especially in the healthcare system, yeah. um, which is just really terrible for what they go through for, for us and our freedoms and our country. And then they come back here and, and it's like, geez, they can't even see a doctor or they have to wait for, you know, medications or, you know, surgeries. And, and it's really a tough time that they go through and unless you know someone personally you you really don't know how hard of a time they have when they come back here and, and for a oh, company yeah. to really go above and beyond like you said you know some of these people are are being saved by getting outdoors and, and you know and going through ptsd and and, yeah. and archery can be that stress relief for them and you know because you know how yeah. even for us when we have a bad day you go out and shoot your bow and you're feeling great you yeah. know you kind of relieve some of that stress and you concentrate on yeah. the target and you know so that's a whole 180 for some of these people yeah oh for sure yeah and see like they even had uh this year the last year total archery yeah the adaptive athlete shoot um talking to some of those uh veterans you know like you know i thank them for their service and everything and their story about like archery saved their lives you know they're in depressed like depressed mental state you know and and it just pretty much saved them yeah. and i and it's just crazy how powerful you know, like, like a stick and a string can be, you know, plus the community with it. 
And, you know, and that's the one thing that I appreciate about my job too, is like helping these people develop a new skill, even like, um, one of the workers, at black rifle too, for instance, um, he said, he was like, he's never good at kicking a ball, like never good at sports, you know, and just got him set up, teaching him like basics and coached him through everything. And he was just thrilled beyond yeah. like, taking pictures of his first bullseye. <laughs> and that's, that's what I live for, man. Like, yeah. that's, that's why I want people. I want people like just stoked out of their mind. Like I did something like something incredible and then yeah, just man. them taking it to the next level. You're bringing you know? them, you're, you're opening up a new chapter to in, the, in their lives. And that's, you know, it, it becomes like an addiction of, okay, I'm going archery. I'm not, or I'm going to go shoot archery. Then I'm going to go hunting. And then it's just this, you know, 365, you know, day thing <laughs> you're doing just every day is some, some piece of archery is going to be involved in your life. I mean, even though right now, I mean, I'm waiting for a new bow to arrive, but I mean, I'm constantly, even though I don't have a bow, I'm, I'm thinking of something. I have my practice release aid that I'll shoot and just yeah. something is, is going to be archery related. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even like, even with me, man, I'll, I'll start fletch, uh, fletching like old arrows, yeah. you know, like, like I'll just start <laughs> fletching arrows and just come up with different color combos and I just go ham yeah. with it you know yeah. like I, I, don't, I don't care like i'll like even with like last year with like i was waiting for my matthews for like, ever <laughs> uh, two two three months man and like uh, like i said man just tinkering with different stuff you know and it's yeah. Yeah, and it's it's awesome too and like even watching youtube videos too yeah going back to the, the youtube videos like, that's the big thing too but now talk to a, a little bit about like you, you worked at Shields, you were doing all, uh, working in that bow side of things for, for that, you know, is that where you kind of cut your teeth as far as working on bows or was it even way before that? Like, you know, at the house with your dad and all that type of stuff. Um, I would say that's where I started getting okay. into the mechanics, like, cause Shields was like, uh, my, like my college for, mm -hmm. um, working on bows. Like sh it was awesome. Cause when I first applied, I was thinking like, oh man, I think they want like experienced people. Yeah. And they straight up said, no, we want, we want, we want people to learn. You know, like we want that are you passionate. Know, we're, not, we're open yeah. to anything. Right. And that's why I preach like to, to this day. Like I have even leaving shills, like I have no bad blood or mm -hmm. anything. Like I've, I'm, I'm good with like everyone there. Like, cause they gave me, you know, to be where I'm at today. You know, I had awesome, like I had some awesome people help me out throughout the way you know like it wasn't just me like i i had them show me you know sit with me for almost hours you know till closing time sometimes you know and i'll be struggling and then finally i just like found my flow you know and then yeah. just like it just everything was starting to connect pretty much but and but i mean two years like straight out of high school like like i said did that for straight three years and then black rifle started coming around you know with my dad um after he uh left easton okay pretty much around actually around this time last year because he because yeah around this time last year and started bringing him around and then that's when people were starting to recognize what i can do yeah bring to the yeah. table and help you know bring you know bring people to archery yeah. basically you know yeah so and and like you said i mean evan's kind of mission right now is to get everybody involved like get a bow you know and i man those oh, yeah. some of those pscs that you're posting two of the special uh caught like is that copper yeah. is that the color yeah oh, oh yeah man that yeah thing it's is actually just called slick. the i think dudley does so D john dudley customized those and he said he found it it was called mocha brown okay and, 
That's and that's why they did it, just because Mocha just goes yeah. perfect with black rifle. Dude, you that thing I mean? is so, so sl- that I mean that thing is so slick looking. But the first day I saw you post that, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I know what. When I got it in hand, that's when I first wet. opened it, I was just, I mean, there's only 16 of those made to uh-huh. for only black rifle only, and I was just amazed. I'm like, oh my gosh, man, this is <laughs> don't drop you know, it. it <laughs> And it shoots really good too, you know. It, yeah. it, it's a good shooting bow for the price point, you know. Like yep. I think it's like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, you, you can't know? beat it. Now, uh, yeah. you were talking about like total archery challenge and stuff like that. What kind of like where? What's your role uh, in that side of things? Um. So basically, my dad's the one handling okay all, the most majority of it, like the big things. I kind of assist, just like getting everyone like kind of like set up for it, you know. Yeah. Um. Just basically help another helping hand helping out um and get pretty much also getting everyone set up to go shoot the course too you know because we're gonna have some people that want to shoot that course and and i want to get them pretty dialed in you know and dozens so, and dozens and dozens of arrows for that <laughs> yeah yeah and you mean cutting cutting and inserting arrows yeah. you know that's that's gonna be that's gonna be coming up here you know yeah yep. uh but yeah my goal is trying to get everyone started early you know, like right now, basically before July comes, you know, yeah. so they can just be like already somewhat started, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But well, that's what I was a little excited that it got pushed back because then I would have more more time to shoot before the yeah. tax actually happened. So because I, I think what it was supposed to be May last year. Yeah, I think. For um, us was- yeah. You know, so time the snow melts here and you can finally get outside and, and really stretch it out. You know, it's going to be here before you know it. But now with June, you got a couple months to kind of do a little more practice. Yeah, a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. A little and bit. And fletching and built and cutting arrows too, you know. Yep. So. I know. I, we're, we're, we're excited. We, uh, I actually just booked our hotel room for our weekend here. I, we have one at, it's a uh, seven Springs. I shot it two years ago because last year it was actually, it was postponed and then it went totally canceled. Uh, yeah. Because what, what sucked too about it for us was, we we were we're still doing it this year but we we are we had a sponsorship on a for a target on the knock on course last year and we have it again this year but last year you know we were going to be there and uh we were so pumped and it got postponed and i said i'm just saying to myself i guarantee you it's going to be the week that we go out to utah and of course that's when exactly when it was going to be. So I was yeah. kind of, I was bummed, but once we got close to, what was it? Close to August. Cause I think it was even happened before. Uh, once we were getting ready to leave, I think it, I got a, like a message from one of our buddies and, uh, and then Mike actually sent a text. Uh, he's up with, with us with antler up and he's like, dude, it's canceled. It's, it's gone. I was like, no, (laughs) but I mean, but like for me, it was torn. Like I was kind of happy just because we weren't going to be able to make it anyway. Um, Yeah. But, but at the same time, so this year, um, this year we are uh, still going to do a sponsor target on, on the course. Uh, Awesome. Yeah. So we want to be there and uh, you know, it's kind of too, like for us, it it was kind of the forefront and pushing us to really do this, what we're doing. Just met some awesome people out there and, uh, you know, like I said, our buddy, Mike, I met him and kind of ran an idea by him about this. And Dimitri and I were already talking about it. And that's when I was just said, all right, screw it. Let's do it. And, uh, so yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hope, yeah, hopefully break some arrows, you know, have yeah. a good time. You <laughs> yeah. know? Well, it's funny. Cause when but, I talked to Sean, Sean was like, what do you say? Uh, 
I talked to him the other day. I just said, Hey, just confirming everything. He's like, yeah, you're good. He's like, uh, if you want the knock on course again this year, you, you just cannot have the cliff shot because <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure John has that one, but I was yeah. like, man, that's all right. I'm excited to do a cliff shot. So yeah, that, that cliff shot, man, that's a, uh, that one actually helps you before the season too, you yeah. know, that one. And a lot of people argue with me on the range too. And I actually learned it from my dad. Everyone thinks like 40, but really it's like 20, but it's like the weird angles yeah. to it too. But yeah. yeah, that shot, that's the world famous shot, right? I love yeah. that shot yeah. too. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, what, um, let's dive into, uh, you know, you've been hunting now for, you know, pretty much just since growing up, as, as long as you said, you had a, a bow in your hands in six, you know, talk, yeah. talk about, you know, what, what it's like going out. Are you mainly hunting by yourself? Are you going with your dad or do you have some buddies? What's your kind of, what's, what's your story so far these past couple of years? Um, mainly just, uh, hunting with my dad, you know, cause yeah. we love, we're mule deer hunters, you know, we love our mule deer yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, just mainly hunting with my dad and, uh, I go, usually go out by myself too, as well, you know, just to scout like evening hunts, you know, after kind of like after work kind of deals, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, I usually hunt with my dad and like my cousins as well. Like my cousins, um, are into hunting too, as well. Like any kind, like not archery, but like rifle hunting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad and I, uh, we go for mostly archery, like extended, obviously the extended is just amazing up yeah. there too. Um, but, uh, during, uh, like our break, I would say in October, we help our cousins, um, cause they get rifle tags and they have a property up in, uh, like Butterfield Canyon, Utah up there. Yeah. So that for our break, like we help our cousins, um, just take down deer and they're, that's the thing Like they don't care what they take. You know? <laughs> that's like, awesome. Yeah magnum two you know and <laughs> or like a three point you know and, and it's and that's the thing that's what makes it fun too then i've grown up doing that sounds like us, you know yeah. it sounds like you know when we get together with people during rifle season it's just let's go <laughs> have fun let's go out and shoot something and yeah I, well and obviously too like my dad and i were holding out for something right uh, bigger but these guys like we want to help them have success you know we want like they're awesome like loyal cousins like loyal to us you know yep and pretty much they have like, I think this is like the only last year was the only year they didn't tag out because they didn't really have time to go. Yeah. But other than that, it's been like previous years, like they've gotten at least one, like one to two deer. I think up in that Canyon alone, one year was like 10 deer. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 10 deer. Yeah. Like we had like that many tags up there <laughs> now. <laughs> just ransacked the whole mountain <laughs> now let me ask you about like for this past year with like covid and everything like that with with hunting it just seemed like certain areas just really got populated because people had the time to go you know whether it be like did, did you notice like extra uh people up where, where you were oh uh, most definitely yes yeah. uh, more in the wasatch if anything okay um more, more in the wasatch and then Towards November, up in where Butter, where we uh, Butterfield, like the Harriman um, unit area, that's when I saw the most like people with horses running, uh, runners uh, and hikers, just right daily hikers, you know. Yeah. And they're just all over the place, man. We're just sitting there in our camo, just like might as well just wear a solid colors, like, <laughs> like going to the North Face, you know, like. Yeah. And, but it was funny though, like after all that, once it settled down during the evening, you know, like there's like no people. Yeah. Then that's like the bucks were just popping out after all that. And that's... it was just nuts, you know? Yeah. Just had to buy your time. Yeah. And it was just 
weird. It was a weird year, you know, like the way the weather was. Like it was a hot summer, mm-hmm. so a lot of the vegetation was dried, and it was just like dirt patches everywhere. So a lot of the deer were just hidden, and you trying to find shade to cool down, and it was just still so hot, you yeah. know. Well, that's what we were even trying to find some water and watering holes that maybe these bucks would be trying to hit. And I mean, yeah. we really, I think that at the end of the trip, we found one, but I mean, it was kind of in a wide open spot where a lot of the deer weren't going to probably go to until probably after dark. Um, but that really was a challenge for us while we were out there. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. That, and it was, uh, and I mean, didn't really snow a lot. I think the, our best day was Thanksgiving. Okay. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving was excellent. It was like I never experienced the rut like this before because they were just everywhere. We're doing pushes to each other back and forth. Yeah. You know? That sounds like and, a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it was just unreal. Like it was like four, like there's like four, four points, you know, like probably the biggest two point I've ever seen. You know, oh, with now- them. And it's just like it, it was like I'm speechless to this day. And it was like snowing, no one was there. It was just us. We had free time in the morning till like obviously like four o'clock, you know, for dinner with the fam. But it now, was unreal. To this day, I, I tell it to everyone. I'm like, I've never experienced anything like this before. And then that's when my dad comes in. He's like, Yeah, you should have seen like in 2008 to 10 on the Wasatch. You know, that's that's what it was. Yep. I was like, Man, I would have been. Oh, I would have never left. <laughs> Now, can you explain what a what a deer drive for mule deer is is like? I, I'm sure you do it properly. So I got to kind of ask you: When we were out in Utah, we experienced Jeremy and I. People yeah. have probably heard this before, but we'll tell you: It was our second day there. We kind of never ran into a good <laughs> buck quite yet um, while we were hunting, and we we got up in a nice glassing point in the morning, and we we found it on Onyx, and we were real excited about it, and and it got sunrise and we were kind of glassing two different side hills and Jeremy kind of walked over into my side. And as it kind of got light enough to see the opposite Canyon, uh, we saw two, two nice bucks feeding. There was a nice, real nice three by three and a, a pretty nice fork buck for us. Um, probably for not you, but, uh, so we were all excited and, and we had several podcasts and, and people were telling us, you know, what to do and just let them go to bed, be patient. Don't, don't rush them. So we were kind of just glassing <laughs> these, these bucks up and, you know, it got to probably a, probably almost an hour and they're yeah. still feeding and yeah. we're just watching them and they're about to go in this Aspen patch and we're just trying to kind of game plan our, our situation. And, and I kind of just, I don't even know why, but in the corner of my eye, I look up in the top of the Canyon and there's two four wheelers and probably oh. three guys sitting at the top <laughs> yeah. of this Canyon and so they're kind of glassing the bucks and we were glassing the bucks and then they finally saw that we were there so they kind of i don't know they were locals so i mean they must have more experience than us but they just started ambushing these deer and the one guy actually drove his four-wheeler down around to the bottom of the canyon and drove the four-wheeler <laughs> up through trying to push these mule deer up to his buddies so uh we were kind of just in awe on the second day of our trip so maybe you can explain how you guys do it and i'm sure it's probably a little more correct <laughs> i mean I mean, the way the simple way we do it, I mean, if we see it and like, and if it's good enough for like my dad and I or whoever, um, we make a plan like split second 
and we just roll with it and we go like we go aggressive but not too aggressive to where we like we push them too bad Mm -hmm. but we like pretty much bust ass to like the upside kind of thing but so are you are you kind of doing an idea because he and i did this where like when we watched it we did move and he goes let's go to where we we think these deer are going to escape from yeah yeah and that too that's another thing um we would actually uh like for instance like uh, last year thanksgiving Mm -hmm. um i told my dad i'm like stand by this tree right here and the way the deer were like like standing and feeding yeah they're feeding like to the angle towards him and so i start slowly going and going walking and i saw him just like take off basically yep and i suit and and sure shit like i soon get a call i'm like i just shot him and i'm like oh what you did you know like (laughs) just like it was just like right you know it's just kind of like a right place right time you know like the plan executed you know and pretty much got up to there and but he ended up uh wounding him it was because he was because he was moving too quick though because that's the thing like when during the rut they're just constantly moving back and forth and whatnot but uh, we like tracked him, tracked him, tracked him, tracked him, and then we find end up finding his arrow, and pretty much it was just meat, just the oh, hand, back, you know. Yep. But other, I mean, other than that, I mean, when it comes to a plan, I mean, it's just at split second or kind of like go to where you think they're gonna come down to, sit there, and pretty much just be patient with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but if they're like bedded, then that's a different story. That's when the stock the stocking comes in basically. Yep. yep. Well, that's what and, we were. We, that's, I mean, we had that opportunity when we moved, we, just, we drove to a different spot and there was a, uh, a nice high spike that was bedded down, you know, and my, yeah. our buddy, Tim, he shot a really nice, wow. What, what was his mule deer? And I think it was a four by four that out in Idaho it was a one. F- it was, it was a nice size one. Um, I think one fifties, Oh, nice. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was a nice one. He he used to, and before this year was his first year that he was with people hunting because in the years past, he goes out by himself. He just will drive somewhere, and he shot a tank of a bull a couple of years ago too and, and the mule deer. But uh, he was like, he's like, Jeremy, Jeremy, come down here. Dimitri was on the one side of the mountain on the one hillside looking into, we were in Aspens, weren't you, at that time? Mm-hmm. And uh, he, Tim's like, dude, come, come on. He's like, just, there's that, spike buck bedded down there go put a stock on him i was like all right well you know i didn't drive 27 hours just to you know put <laughs> yeah. put my finger on my butt basically so i'm like all right let's go so i put i got i got pretty close i got to about 50 yards and as i was crouched down the wind was perfect all the 20 minutes as i was slowly creeping to him and the next thing you know it, i'm down i was looking up at the mountain at tim and he's giving me like you know the stop to go and all that stuff next thing you know it he's going like he's raising the roof meaning the, the bucks up and next thing you know i felt that wind right across my back and i just heard the hoofs hit that rock and off he goes and he stopped and i quick ranged him i mean it was like he stopped boom i was already on him like i ranged him 70 yards or 62 yards or something like that i forget i quick put the dial on him i drew back and i was settled in i and isaac i can't believe i was so like <laughs> calm in this situation and, yeah. and i'm sitting there and as I, I i have the pin on him and i'm floating really good and i'm like is he really that far only you know what i mean because it felt like yeah it, like for the distance that it was it felt like it was a 15 yard chip shot like for me in a whitetail stand it just didn't seem like that far so i like picked up my my rangefinder again and he's still just like staring at me 
I ranged them and it, it was that same yardage. I was like, all right, well, sure shit, here we go. And I drew back and as soon as I settled again, he bounded away. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, see, and we, and we've had those same situations too, you know, and to us, like, there's no, like, we don't know if the plan's going to work. So it's always like 50, 50, you yeah. know, like, that's the way we look at a lot of our plans and, you know, and we, like we do it and we try to, you know, like plan it out best as we can, but we don't like want to take too long, Yeah, you know? Well, and another I- thing too is like, kind of like glassing, you know, like we yeah. glass a lot up there yeah. and trying to glass and take a good look at the buck too, to make sure like, this is the one we want to take, you know, mm-hmm. cause in glass, like they look big, you know, especially if you don't see one after like all day, <laughs> so it's day. like yep. trying to justify a reason all the, like, you know, the whole time. Yep. But, but that's, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's just one of those things that you just attack your plan and just roll with it. And just see what happens. You never know what happens. You know, it's always right place, right time to us. You know, yeah. that's the way we look at it. And more and being more consistent. Like if you have like days off too, you know, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, so that's just straight up. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of like right place, right time, and we'll see what happens. You know, and that's that's what's fun too. You <laughs> never know what's going to bring to you in the morning. You know, that's like that's the joy about it too, as well. So yeah. Well, that's what I think uh, going back off what Jeremy said is being out there and, you know, ranging different aspects of, you know, maybe just a tree and and just kind of getting comfortable with with the terrain and and the angles being out there and and being out there in the open terrain. And we're used to these woods out here and and ranging trees. And I don't know if it feels closer, but when we were out there and you would you'd do a range of a tree and you'd be like, man, that doesn't look right. I mean, I I mean, I don't know if we just weren't used to it or if it was the angle or, you know, you just didn't trust your range finder because you're just not used to it. Like, cause there, there was a nice buck that we got on. Dimitri got on as soon as we went to this new spot. Like it was so like Isaac, this place was so random. (laughs) Like we pull up on this main road. We're driving the same road that people are going to go camp, like motor home with them and everything going up this main road. And there's, bucks like we counted seven bucks and we just came from an area where we saw like one you know what i mean we're like holy crap like what the heck is this place and this is this is the main road so as we're driving up we get to a spot where uh we got we we parked the truck on on this one hill and we worked our way down and we ranged it and demetri's like i could i could shoot that and what did tim say tim's like dude that's a 70 two yard shot but like we were like dimitri has land so we're able to stretch like if we really wanted to dimitri could shoot like a tank like a 400 yard bomb in his yard if he really wanted to but (laughs) um i mean so he was feeling really comfortable he was lights out going in into utah and He's like, I can make that shot. And Tim's like, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Tim's like, dude, or Demetrius like, I got, I got it. I got it. Like it did. It didn't look that far, but mm-hmm. uh, no, no arrow was, was uh shot during that time. But, uh, not until oh, later dude. on, not until later on, but that, that was a nice buck. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think just kind of what Isaac said earlier that with the cliff shot, I mean, you, you, you think it range it at yeah. 40 and you, you kind of look at it 20. So maybe Isaac, you can kind of explain to people, you know, that shot process of, of those steep angles and the cliffs. Maybe you can kind of explain that a little bit um, to give people some perspective on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, angle, like um, for instance, like that 
buck when I was 17, that four point that pretty much I killed myself. Mm -hmm. That was off a cliff. That was a cliff shot. Oh, okay. Um, downhill too. So that was like one of those things. And I always say, I even told myself too that same week, like I want a cliff shot too. <laughs> it was just one of those moments. It was just like, wow, I actually got it. But um, yeah, like cliff shots. I mean, a good. I think that comes into good, like a good range finder. You know, you want some that has angle compensation, and that's gonna say that's gonna save your ass yeah. straight up. Yeah. And having the angle compensation helps because it just gives you a better perspective and you're like, oh, okay, like it makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. um, like I'm not good with angles. Like I'm not good at like with math or anything, yeah. but I mean, like with, when it comes to archery, like that's my kind of good numbers and pretty much a good range finder. That's all I yep. got to say. Good range finder. Like I have a loophole. I think, I think the R, I think the RX, I think the 1600 I or something okay. like that. Okay. Um, one of those range, and it has the angles and, Using that, like I always make sure it's on. Yeah. You know, like that's a big, that's a big thing. Uh, even hunting out west here, um, even like even for three D shoot, like it just make sure they always make sure it's, like, you're on. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the way I see. It. That's the way. That's what helped me in like my angled shots, you know, all the time, and uh, having your third access yeah. set up really yep. too. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I remember I was at the Total Archie Challenge uh, two years ago, and there was someone I remember down in the tent area, and they were at the Lancaster Archery uh, booth, and he was getting his third axis uh, <laughs> adjusted because he was like, "I've you know he didn't have really any arrows left, and he's like, I need this, I need this uh, sight adjusted, and the gun kid there, yeah, so yeah, that's and that, yeah, like I said, I mean, second and third access comes long ways, you know, especially yeah. into modern day bows, and I, I like, I always make sure they're dialed before the hunts too, yeah, and and for like even like the steep angle shots because you're always gonna get those angles, those weird shots, you know, and especially it's gonna be on a big buck. You do not want to mess up. Yeah, like that's no. and but now, can you explain that second and third axis a little bit more? Just because you know, unless you really tinker with your bow or you know get into into depth with tuning your bow, you know, most people they throw the sight on, they go out, they they um, adjust their sight for their pin and, and make sure it's on, and then they kind of go hunting. Now, can you kind of explain that for maybe someone listening who's like, hey, what the heck's the third axis on my sight? Yeah. Yeah, so the second second axis is pretty much your straight angle, and that's where you have like the it's pretty much your up and down adjustment. And so basically, you get a leveler. I use the right sight. I don't know if you guys ever yep. heard that right level leveling jig. Awesome, highly recommend. I use that and pretty much play with up and down just to get the bubble as centered as possible. And then once I get that set, tighten it up. You know, make sure they're all tightened. And then angle it up, steep angle, and that's where you get your third axis, where it's your like left, like kind of like your left and right, right. kind of adjustment. So basically, you play with that too, and that's it's not going to mess up your second axis or anything. But that's where you're going to get make sure it's all level. And that's where it's that's where your angles are going to be, basically, kind of thing. So yeah. well, so it's critical for a, a Western hunter that is out there, just like you're saying, the cliff shots and just mm -hmm. all your you know hunting on the mountain. But it's important too for whitetail hunters because of you know if you're up in a up in the tree, you're going to yep. have that angle, you know, and, oh, yeah. um, you know, I, how many times do you see, uh, just a, a regular old bow and person doesn't have that access and, uh, you know, that adjustability on their bow and they're just like, oh, I missed X about a deer. 
or at yeah. that shot angle and it's well it's you know what i mean you don't have that equipment and, and that's why and that's why i tell people too you know you like always invest in a good bow sight you know mm-hmm. that has like those kind of adjustments right like black gold spot hog excel i mean those are like my three go-to's right there yeah just because they specifically have those adjustments yep you know and like you said like you guys hunting out out there tree stand like you're at a steep angle yep you know maybe 10 yards or 15 but with that with not having that adjustment you might have a flyer you know might go (laughs) over under you know so no no it's it's crazy and it's it's happened yeah we have more than those than we want yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like i said like that like third axis is very like that's the one you know that's like the one you should always have make sure that's tightened up leveled out like and don't mess with it too and i have a lot of people that mess with it still you know and i'm like guys don't mess with this yeah yeah why you're missing the angle shots yeah well it's kind of funny that you you brought brought that up is just because i remember on an early early uh knock on podcast uh from a few years ago when uh, he did like one where people were just asking him questions on Instagram. And one was like, you know, what do you do uh, new into archery? Do I buy like the flagship bow or, you know, I could, I could afford only either a flagship bow or higher end accessories. Like which way do I go? And like, I remember him saying like, if you're going to spend money on something and you're brand new, buy a good site. Like I remember him, oh, yeah. I remember him saying that that was like the one thing he's like, you could buy a $400 bow, but you might put a $400 sight on yeah. it, but it, that thing is going to last you and it's going to really help you with all angles. And as you develop and become more comfortable shooting and, and you go on, you, you know, then you save money and buy the bow that you want. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, having like having a good site, like, like I said, it's just a good, that, that's a good investment, you know, like buy once, cry once, you know, yeah. like I tell people yeah. and it's going to last you in the long run. It's durable. And like I said, you know, like having those adjustments is very, very important. Yeah. Like I'm like, and I'm not good with the technical terms. I'm not good with the angles, but all I know is that like second and third axis are like the one most <laughs> important adjustments to have when it comes to archery, yep. you know, or bow hunting. Yeah. But, but like I said, you know, like I, like sights, rest, you know, especially the rest too. That's another good one. And that's, are you, uh, which, sure, what, which one do you favor? Do you favor more of the drop away or the limb driven? That see, that's tough. you know, I, <laughs> I played with both, you know, yeah. um, for hunting, I, I really like just a simple QAD, mm-hmm. you know, QAD or, the hamski or the AE for yeah. sure. Yeah. One of, one of those guys. Um, but for mostly, for mostly, uh, I do that IMX rest from Matthews, that new dovetail mounted. Yep. That one, that one's been amazing. Yeah. really easy to tune with too. So that integrated, I mean, it's crazy the technology they're coming out with anymore. It's just, it's really yeah. fascinating. And I know like from year to year, both like they're making those little minor adjustments and, you know, sometimes those little minor adjustments are big, are big adjustments as far as like maybe the feel, the hold, you know, shot, shootability, all that type of stuff. But the, the little things as far as the technology, like the integrated rests and, you know, Hoyt came out with this year with the integrated front side sight piece thing. I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy though. Like some, like you look at it from an outsider, it's like, 
are they doing that because they want to be different or does it make sense? Like I, I'm not messing around with bows. Like I'm not doing what you're doing. So it's kind of like, yeah. I like, what would like, what's your take on it? Like, are, do you think it's gimmicky or is it, uh, you see a purpose for it? You know, I've ne- I haven't shot it yet. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, I don't have any opinions right now. That's, right. <laughs> that's the way I look at every, like, you know, before I have to shoot it, get a feel for it. Yeah. And pretty much use it for myself. Okay. Um, the only one, like, I remember when the IMX came out, I was kind of like, like, this work, you know? Because, like, I've seen a lot of, like, inventions happen, and they just fell, yeah. you know? And and I always hear, like, poor, poor reviews about it. But um, that's the one thing. Like, that IMX with the Matthews, when that first came out, it was amazing. I've tuned about 100-plus bows one year, you know, with, with that exact rest. Yeah. And... Honestly, I would say there was only maybe like one problem, but it was like a factory defect. Okay. But other than that, it worked flawlessly. Like it didn't get, like it was a durable rest too. So, but the new sight thing, that's the one I definitely want to look into. I've, like I said, I haven't used it, but I mean, looks new. And knowing Hoyt, Hoyt's, uh, they're a high end bow. Like they, they don't mess around and they take their stuff seriously. Yeah. So I mean, and I've also grown up with like the Hoyt guys too. Like they've, they know their stuff yeah. too. So it's like, so I'm not, I'm not doubting them at all. I don't think, I don't think it's gimmicky, you yeah. know, in my opinion. Not but, I, because that's the thing. Like you, you see it and you're like, that does make sense. Like, mm-hmm. you, have, you know, you have things on yeah. left side, right side. And, you know, depending on how you, how your bow feels. And, you know, sometimes people always say that Matthew's so top heavy and, you know, you try to balance it out yeah. with the, you know, your back stabilizer. Yeah. I feel like you like even with uh, Matthews, like the VXRs, they, uh, um, they they cut out the riser on the so they took out that top heaviness, so it's all more on the bottom because that's where a lot of the vibration is coming right. through was mostly the bottom. They're like, oh, we don't need this. Let's just you know cut out the riser kind yeah. of thing, like a little chunk of it. Um, but yeah, that Hoyt, it looks sick though. I've seen I've seen it. I've seen a ton of videos, and me, I like the longer axle axles, so I'm definitely want to try out that Ultra sure yeah i love love the stability that's what we that's what we like we like the uh longer axle to axle bow i mean we're both shooting the the new prime really yeah we're we're both shooting the first guys i heard like yeah from pencil oh man (laughs) you know yeah no it's those are the blind bows yeah no no i i it's funny because i shot the prime black three so it's a you know 33 inch axle to axle and um i i actually Last year, I bought a VXR 28, and I was shooting, and I shot it really well, but there came a day where, man, I, it's something, you know, you could blame the equipment or whatever. I, I'm, I guarantee yeah. you it was me, but just something just did not feel right. And then, like, for two weeks straight, man, I felt like I was battling my peep sight. Like, it just, something felt off. I don't know. And uh, Were you getting twists? No, like, and that's the thing. Like, oh, I wasn't, really? you know, I wasn't getting because I, I, you know, I had a, a custom set of strings put on like immediately, and I went uh, with my dad to shoot a. a uh, he bought a new bow for the first time in like seventeen years, and he he shot the prime and shot a Matthews and he shot a Hoyt, and he he settled on a, a prime black three as well. And uh, I was like, man, I, that's it, it, at the time it looked a lot longer, but then as yeah. I, and then I owned one, I ended up selling my VXR. <laughs> I fell in love with the thing and we went and shot 
uh, like the fours and we're like, this is it. You know, this is like you said though, but yeah, mostly everybody around here is give me the little, that toy bow, like 27 inch <laughs> thing. And, I yeah. Mean, that's, it's that's crazy. It, you know, but like I still, I still have my 31 and a half, you know, and I'm keeping that bow cause that bow shot amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's, that's like that bow for me, you know, it's a little bit longer too, you know, it's just right kind of thing. And you know, I, like Matthews has been amazing. Like they've, they're always coming out with some good stuff. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. I mean, when you, when yeah. you have companies that have been doing it for a long time, like you said, like you, you, you know, the people, the individuals coming from Hoyt when they're invested yeah. and they're in it, they're like, that's their passion. That's their life basically. I oh mean, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. it's, and, it's something. And even with like Hoyt too, like they keep it simple too. Like the guys there, they, they just keep it flat out simple. You know, yeah. like they like, a lot of guys like the four fletch like oh i just do three fletch you know keep it simple mm-hmm. kind of thing and shoots good for me i've had success you know and that's when i kind of like you know like when that's when i realized too kind of thing is archery's very personal preference yeah yep. too it's like it's you know someone's gonna say spot hog's good or it's trash or um or black gold's good or it's trash or hoy sucks <laughs> you know it's yeah. like yep. it's like it's it's a different feel for everyone. Exactly. Every setup you're going to see is not going to be the same really, you know? That's what we talked about hunter recruitment early on. I mean, what better time to get into archery than now? I mean, with the technology, I mean, you can go to your pro shop and pick out your, you know, your bow, your rest and your stabilizer. And you're probably not going to have a bad bow with whatever you pick. I mean, the technology for every company is so, high right now and 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 you know if you get something that feels good for you and you like your sight and you like your rest i mean high chances are you have a pretty good product yeah. in your hands well that's oh, right yeah. i mean when you when you think about it too isaac because you're you're really hands-on with those new embarks that you know that that you're dealing with at at, at work yeah you have you have someone say come into a, a bow shop and you're like hey man i have twelve hundred dollars you know what I mean? And you, and they sell the PSE. You're getting a pretty much a flagship bow with, with those numbers. And like, then you're like, okay, well, here's then $800, $200 for a site. You throw on $150, you know, rest. And after that, you just got to buy some arrows. You know, you buy, stay, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? You save, save some money for next time and get a, a stabilizer. But, you know, which route do you want to go for that? You know what I mean? You could go... Yeah cheaper you could go obviously high end whatever you want to do but man you could walk out of there with a bow that's could last an individual a very long time yeah and you know and it's like i said like there's like you know those cheaper part like the cheaper parts like there's some that are like a bang for your buck you know i played around with i'm like and it just kind of like surprises me and it's like whoa it's like it's actually pretty good you know (laughs) yeah then there's some there's some that they're gonna you know they're gonna break yeah you get what you pay for yeah, and it's just like, you know, and you can't do anything about it. But like I said, it's kind of like you do want to invest yeah. in a good, like you want to invest in a good accessory. Yeah, you know, for that's sure. Like, that's an important piece to the bow. Yep. But, no, I love it, man. Well, what uh, you know, what else do you got going on coming up here? You, once the uh, do you have any snow right now? Uh, no, yeah, actually, we do, but like not too. Like I'm usually boarding by now, but yeah. not good enough snow for me. You know, yeah. like, I like the pow. Yeah, you know, you but I mean, not not too much of that. I mean, just pretty much just getting ready for 3D shoots coming up here. Right, you know? right. Well, that's that's the thing. We have, well, we have 
Total Archery Challenge. There's a Reinhardt coming, I think. Um, we have a, 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 a bunch of that type of stuff. You know yeah, I, mean? I definitely do want to come out for a Reinhardt. I want to do a Reinhardt shirt, yeah. uh, shoot for sure. Yeah. Those look, those seem like a good time for sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, – you, you want to – Ask him that one. I yeah, like. let's let's dive into that first hunt with the with the cliff shot. I yeah, mean, I we've wanna, been oh, yeah, I, I, that, we talked about oh, it at the beginning, and I'm sure everyone's dying to hear that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I was I was back in 2017. I was um, first off that first week. I'm gonna put it in summary. Um, my I had my carbon matrix, carbon matrix. My dad handed me down. Um, saw a buck, pulled back and d loop snaps it had an arrow in it too and the whole boat just blew up wow and i was like heartbroken i was i i squatted down i was just like pissed yeah i was fuming really bad and he was like my dad thought i got hit. he's like are you okay like i'm like no my boat broke <laughs> so, but i didn't and we're with my uh, actually with our our good buddy uh frank peralta from Crafari. yep really like really like our like pretty much my brother right there you know and uh that next week um it was a tuesday it was like the last day of school for me i was, I was like a senior that um that year and they're like okay let's get you sighted in um it got you a hand-me-down from our uh, one buddy steve anderson uh hoyt pro hoyt target archer that he's letting us use and pretty much got it set up dialed like pretty somewhat good you know and the next morning came, we're driving, you know, talking, getting our breakfast burritos. That's what we do <laughs> around here. Even with my dad, you know, that's our thing. Um, driving down and trying to get to the trailhead. And we're like, yeah, okay, like we're, we're ready. And then I'm like, dad, where's your quiver? You know, it's not on his bow. I'm like, used to oh, see the arrows. Yeah. And he goes, oh, shit. You know, <laughs> like, like, you know like, like something like, he saw like a, a ghost. Yeah. You know, and he's like, "All right, you and Frank, head up to head up to the top. I'll meet you there. I'm gonna go grab my quiver, and I'll meet you back." And so, hike up, you know, do our like just hiking, hiking, get up to the top of the ridge, and we wait till the sun sunlight get breaks, kind of thing, you know. Yep. And finally, it breaks, and we see we're just glassing, and Frank, knowing Frank, he's from Kafaru. A hunter happened to know who he was, oh, and it was geez. just yeah, you know, talking like, "Oh, you're Frank, oh from Kafaru, oh man, like, <laughs> questions, questions, you know." And so I was like, I was, I was like, "Man, dude, like I feel bad for him." So I go walk around, and I just see this buck just glowing in the sun, just you know, like put, like posed up, oh. everything. And I'm just like, I'm like double checking. I'm like, "That's a buck," you know, yeah, like yeah. And the one thing my dad told me is like. It's like Frank's our guest. Um, you better let him get first dibs, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right. And I asked him, like, did you get like you want first dibs? He's like, dude, like, dude, you found the buck, go take him, you know. Right, right. And so made a plan, you know, like this is a stalking situation, right? I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do like this prairie dog method, you know, go to the back of the side of the ridge, pop out, and then I did it for a little bit and I popped out. I'm like, okay, I think he's right down here. And I get to the, I walk slowly. Like it took me about, I think half hour, 40 minutes. Okay. You no. Know? Get to, and like to there, I see this doe just like looking straight up at me. I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't bust me. <laughs> and then she goes back to feeding. I'm like, 
And I'm like, okay, good. And I see, and then I see him, and it was like thick, you know, like that sagebrush, like really tall sagebrush, thick around. And there was like that one patch, wide open. They're in that, happened to be in that patch. And that four point hops over, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. And we had, and we had the radios. I I go to him. I'm like, I tell him, I tell him the yardage. I'm like, yeah. I tell him. He's like, all right. And I tell him, you know, like I tell, I, I can't remember how how far it was. It's been so long. Like yeah, it happens yeah. so fast. That's yep. the thing, you know. And go in there, and I'm like, and he's like, if you feel comfortable, take this shot. I'm already drawn back. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's staying. I'm like, I don't even care because it's a cliff shot, and it was a steep angle. And so I shot, and I just wait, and I saw, and I hear a, like a loud, like a little slap. Yeah. And I hit a tree. You know, like it sounded like I hit a tree. Okay. And I'm like, being like, damn it. And then I see him, he's about to take off and he stops. And no shit, this buck just kicks up. Like, you know, he's hurt and just piles up, slides all the way down into the sagebrush. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I, I'm like, I did this. Dude, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm looking at Frank and I'm like, I dropped him. I'm like, is he down? Like, can you see him? And I'm like, I, I could see him. I'm like, is he down? <laughs> <laughs> so while that, all that's happening, I waited, I think I waited like, you know, about an hour, you know, just to be, you know, just be safe and everything. I'm like, all right, he's like, he's dead. Yeah. Start heading down. And my, I get a phone call from my dad at the trailhead and I legit didn't even like give him the chance to speak. I'm like, Dad, I just killed a buck. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm like, so <laughs> like I was just, and, and my dad's just like, "What? Wait, like, you killed some? <laughs> you killed it? You just like you killed one?" And then he calls Frank, and Frank was like, "Yeah, he legit killed. Like I'm seeing him in my spotting scope." Right now. <laughs> and uh, and it was and got up to him and just pulled him like his antlers were in the dirt, just pulled him out. It was just beautiful, man. It was. That's what kind of, like I said, and you know, like giving my dad a big hug, you know, and he was like proud of me. It was just kind of like that fire that just like threw gasoline on that fire. Kind of just pretty much on my, yep, this is what I want to do. Dude, that's awesome. I I, I live for these, like I I live for these moments, you know. That makes me want to go out mule deer hunting again. How about it? (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it it was just one of the, and it was just one of those things. I wish he was there to see, but I mean. Obviously, came after you know, forgot his arrows. Yep. <laughs> well, man, he got we a chance. He, he, we all do. We always forget something. Oh happens, yeah, you know? oh, all the time. Yep, all the time, man, dude. That's awesome. And I, what um, you know, we talked about. What do you have any other big hunts planned for next year? Or are you still, you mainly still kind of kick it in in Utah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, thinking, looking into uh, putting in for uh, Wyoming. Okay. For sure, looking in just to get started. You know. Um, Colorado as well, you know, we want to definitely explore, um, different areas for sure. And, you yeah. know, see what's out there and, uh, probably go hunt some antelope with, uh, our good buddy, Fred Eichler, yep. you know? Yeah. We're uh, really good friends with them. So you go hunt with him, Yep. but yeah, we don't really have anything really planned out other than I have one more year on our, on my, uh, dedicated tag here in Utah Right. for, um, all three hunts, archery, yep. muzzleloader, rifle. Talk talk um, about that because I know that I remember hearing your dad talk about that on a, a podcast. You know, just and talk a little bit about what that is and like, is that just Utah? Uh, yeah, I think I believe it's just Utah. Um, 
pretty much um, it's a dedicated uh, it's a dedicated hunter program, and you do uh, kind of like a community service hours, like but for like obviously the outdoor side of the thing, right. like, kind of like picking up trash, get your hours in, and then you turn it in. If you get not enough amount of hours, then you get a tag kind of thing, and you can kill two deer every three years so you have to like sit out one year yep. obviously but um it's a really really good program i like you know? that yeah. and you're guaranteed a tag like you don't have to do the community service you can always like donate mm-hmm. i think you pay pay your hours kind of thing right so but pretty much that's 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 it and i i don't know what non-residents i don't know how much it is for non-resident yeah. but i mean it was like 100 200 bucks for resident yeah. and we got the email a couple of weeks ago about putting in for a point for Utah, which mm-hmm. I got to still do. Yeah. It's here. Cause yeah. We, we hunted Vernal. That's where we were. Uh, oh, okay. So the reason why is because we had no points and our buddy Tim had oh. one maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we ended up doing like a, a group draw together and we're like, all right, where's the, the high, the most success yeah. that, you know, that we could draw a tag, but then ha- it actually had a pretty decent success rate. Yeah. As it was well. 83%. Yeah. For archery. Yeah. Um, now granted, yeah, and there's a, you know, I've seen some decent bucks come out and too, you know, yeah, like well, surprisingly, I never would have thought too. So yeah, it was, it was definitely a challenge. I mean, cause it, it was yeah. just a 180 from what we it was a 180 as far as obviously the terrain and everything for what we deal here but as far as pressure i mean that was nothing new for us it was just the way it was like we you know yeah. if, if if we're like dimitri for example during his rifle opening day he's already maybe in the stand and two hours before light and you know all he sees is flashlights walking towards him you know what i mean for rifle here yeah. in pa whereas like when we were out there you know, you have these side by sides driving through it when you look on onyx <laughs> you, don't, you don't think there's a road there but there's a man-made road because of these side by sides you're like what the fuck yeah. you know you're just oh, like yeah. yeah there's always roads created somehow somewhere people- somehow <laughs> and i'm like how the like that's you guys are sketchy as hell. Why <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy? Uh, but yeah, you guys, gotta, you guys got to come out for uh, the Wasatch is extended. Yeah, because that, that cause your tag, um, if you just do Vernal, it's good for the extended. As well. well, that's what we we were we were talked so, about that too, and I mean when that that's what sucked is like for us if. We were actually debating on that like early on because we're like, oh man, but yeah. you know, hopefully we'll be tagged out here in PA by that point in time, and we could actually go do that. And because it actually wasn't yeah. a bad drive. I mean, no, I mean, even if we went back out there for a couple of days, we could have flew out, you know, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. hunted a couple of days and flew back. But I mean, it just didn't work out. Yeah. Now we know for yeah, next like, time though. Like I said, like the Wasatch extended, like it's always a good time to, you know, you're. I mean, I've seen some people take some even pretty nice bucks, yeah. you know, and it's good for doe as well, too. So it's not like, you know, you're not really like going for just bucks. Right. So it's, it's a, so that's what makes it fun, too. That I grew up doing that as well. I had some pretty awesome experience, too. Like, not just me, but with like other people, people. like harvesting yeah. their animals, too. Hell yeah, so, man. That's good stuff. Well, but, dude. I appreciate it. We, we're past that hour hour mark already, which is kind of crazy. It's, yeah, no. it's good stuff, oh, man, brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. No, that's oh, wow. that's awesome, dude. Well, where could people find you and, you know, plug uh, Black Rifle or whatever you want to plug, man? Yeah, like I said, you know, it's just pretty much 
just keep working, you know, just keep your head down, just keep working. And, you know, one day people like will recognize you for what you do yeah. kind of thing. And that's what I'm grateful for as for Black Rifle, seeing what my, what they see, what my, me and my dad do kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So. Awesome, man. Well, where, what's your uh, Instagram handle? Where can people look you up and get a chance to see what you're about, man? Yeah, uh, it's uh, Isaac I uh, Aliman on there. Just simple, you know. Yep. It should be uh, my name tag should be Isaac Aliman Jr. And my dad's is Isaac Aliman Sr., you know. Good but shit. Don't follow him. Follow me because <laughs> he has enough followers. Yeah, he yeah. always brags that he has more followers than me by a little bit. So. Hey, so you say, hey, man, you're yeah. older than me. You should. <laughs> 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 Got to get on him then. Nah, man, dude, I appreciate you. Everybody go give Isaac a follow and see what a, what a, he is he has going on and uh i appreciate you coming on dude and uh check black rifle out great company great fantastic coffee until next time everybody antler up and that's a wrap for another episode of the antler up podcast I want to thank isaac so much for coming on taking the time out really enjoyed having him come on talk about his story his message and everything what he's got going on at black rifle coffee some really awesome shit so isaac appreciate it man Everybody, make sure you check out antlerupoutdoors.com. Check out our YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. We have some cool things coming out in the future. Till next time, shoot straight, spend time with family, practice turkey calling, antler up.